Yana, the World Bank yesterday lowered South Africa's GDP forecast for the coming three years. Talk us through these growth estimates. Sakina, yeah, it's definitely not not good news on the economic growth front. On the sorry, economic growth front. However, um, it's not too surprising that the World Bank did decide to lower South Africa's um, GDP forecast. Uh, given that numerous other institutions, including uh, the South African Reserve Bank, have also lowered growth estimates uh, for coming years. Um, in terms of what the World Bank's expectations are, they believe that uh, we could see um, the economy expand by 0.6% um, this year, which compares with a prior estimate of 1.1%. And after that, they see growth accelerating um, ever so slightly to 1.1% in 2018 and then one7 in 2019. Now, these growth rates are, are abysmal, uh, to be honest, mm. and it's not near where South Africa's growth um, should be in order to make a dent in the massive levels of unemployment that the, the country continues to, to grapple with. And, I mean, if we look at the, the, the government's um, NDP, the National Development Plan, uh, we need to see economic growth that's closer to 5% if we want to see, um, you know, a significant and sustained uh, progress being made in terms of employment and in addressing the massive um, poverty and inequality that uh, remains a feature in South Africa. Now, apart from the fact that these growth numbers are are really discouraging, um, it's it's worth pointing out that... uh, how this factors into um, the South Africa's credit standing and the fiscal dynamics because we've got the medium-term budget um, coming up on October 21st and year two we expect National Treasury to also lower the growth forecast for um, you know the coming uh, coming few years and what this means uh, possibly is that uh, we are unlikely to see that the budget deficit will be able to shrink to that 3.1% of GDP that was forecast um, in the annual budget back in Feb. Now, this in turn is something that will not be agencies. Um, South Africa is clearly not doing enough in order to, to generate um, economic growth. The policies have, have yet to, to or, you know, talk from, from the finance ministry as well and the policies that are proposed. We've yet to see um, any implementation of these policies and the result is economic growth that remains under significant pressure. And unfortunately, um, that means that government finds it increasing difficult to extract revenues from the South African tax base, which means that the fiscus will remain under pressure. So unfortunately, in terms of the growth dynamics, it's not a great story for South Africa at present. Mm. But I guess, you know, you always have options, whether it's uh, to choose from two bad options. I mean, we can either decide as a nation, as a country, to sit back and accept that, you know, our woes will continue for another year or three, or we can try and find some innovative ways of, uh, you know, coming up with solutions to the problem. Absolutely, Sakina, and I think um, that's something that we've seen. South African business has really been trying to to um, uh, to tackle this growth problem, but in order for them to for the business environment to be able to tackle these growth issues, we do need to see a government working with business rather than working against business. And it's you know it's, it's very difficult for um, the corporate environment to make progress when we've got, uh, again, 
issues from the side of government and also on the political front, you know, all the, the political machinations that we've had and, and the, how that has had a negative impact on investor sentiment. So that's something that means that we are struggling to attract the finances required to, um, you know, to invest in businesses and in innovation in order for South Africa to, to tackle these growth issues. So we really do need to see um, both government and business coming together um, in order to firstly, um, you know, to restore investor confidence in South Africa, in the South African economy in order to attract that uh, desperately needed financing and needed to, to promote innovation and to, to bolster business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, something will have to change. But in the session ahead, Jana, main focus will rest with the August CPI data. What uh, will the inflation data likely show? So uh, we've got um, expectations from analysts. The consensus expectations is for CPI to have accelerated slightly in August to levels around 4.9% year-on-year, which compares with the July reading of 4.6% year-on-year. And that July reading was the lowest um since October 2015. Now, if we if we look at what could possibly drive inflation higher um, in the August number, it's likely that the transport component exerted some top side pressure on CPI, given that we had quite a hefty uh, fuel price hike um, last month. Now, beyond the, the transport component, which, which possibly um, bolstered CPI, we still expect to see that the underlying drivers of inflation um, remain relatively weak and that price pressures continue to dissipate. And the reason why we expect to see this is that, uh, firstly, we continue to see, um, you know, the benefits from prior RAND strength filtering through to consumer prices. And then also we've got a, a money supply and credit environment in South Africa at present, which is quite weak. And, and this environment is not one that is conducive to a significant increase in price pressures. So uh, although we could see the headline inflation number accelerate slightly in August, uh, we think that there's scope for the core inflation rate, which strips out volatile components such as food and fuel and electricity. We think that core inflation rate can continue to soften. And we also think that there is scope for inflation to uh, fall significantly further um, through the remainder of the year. And that is something, of course, that uh, could provide some some, you know, desperately needed reprieve to South African households, which continue to feel a squeeze on their budget. And also, um, it's something that, that could entice the central bank to lower interest rates uh, further through the course of coming months. So, yeah, let's hope that that core inflation number continues to tell a story today of, of underlying price pressures that continue to dissipate. And, of course, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Thank you so much, Jana van Diefender, who is Financial Markets Head at ETM Analytics.